Welcome everyone to the next episode of the Send Dog Nutrition Podcast. You're with your host Brian today and this is episode 10 and I'll be introducing you to a new member of the Send team. It is Dr. Lena Clifford and Dr. Lena is a trained vet from Germany. She also has a PhD in veterinary science, also a member of the International Veterinary Chiropractic Association. So she's very well credentialed. She specializes in biomechanics, acupuncture, Chinese medicine, also animal chiropractics and orthopedic balance. How are you, Dr. Lena? Thank you, Brian, I'm very well. That's good. And we're gonna introduce you to our audience and our Send Dog Nutrition clients and get a bit of background about what you do. You're based in Queensland and you have your own company called Animal Biomechanical Solutions and you're a local company like Sen is and we'll deep dive into how you came across Sen and what you do in the dog industry. Thank you Brian. Uh, I Yes, I'm based near Esk um, but I do travel around to see the clients so I've got about 50-50 horse and dog clients and um, I travel around basically southeast Queensland to see my patients and with dogs, we've always had dogs in the family and I um, always also wanted to become a vet. When I started to work as a normal vet in normal practice, I started out in a small animal practice and there's a lot of things that are really frustrating because say you get a dog in for a lameness and you can't really find anything, so you give it a bit of meloxicam and you send it home and hope it doesn't come back because... <laughs> and then a lot of these lamenesses will dissolve. But when you then start to go into, uh, the lameness didn't dissolve, um, uh, resolve itself, and then you look at maybe x-rays or an ultrasound or whatever you can do in diagnostics, and then you don't find anything, what do you do then? Your option as a normal vet is just basically pain relief. And a lot of these lamenesses have slowly been building up and you don't get to see them straight up because I work with a lot of um, high drive working dogs. So Border Collies, Kelpies, Coolies, Aussie Shepherds, you know, all these dogs that are pretty intense. And whether they're pets or they compete at agility or herding or they do dancing with dogs or all this competition um, stuff that's out there nowadays, they because they run fast usually all the time a lot of these lamenesses are really hard to see so i've had i bought a colleague for example he would walk when he would walk slowly on three legs but when he would run flat out you couldn't see it wow so they are good at hiding it they also you know because they have so much drive they go oh yeah whatever you know just and they just work through it and um, then they do more and more damage until you might end up with something that needs surgery like a cruciate ligament tear or um, you've got uh, arthritis that can't, you know, can only be managed but you can't fix it anymore, stuff like that. So if we maintain the health of the dogs through say chiropractic alignments, soft tissue releases and acupuncture and stuff like that, you will have a lot healthier dog in overall. So it um, really, once I started to look into this field and in 2011 I started to work I gave up the conventional medicine and got into the so-called alternative or more holistic medicine and um, it really it blows my mind every day still what you can do and what we as vets unfortunately are not taught in our 
um, education at uni and then also in everyday practice because we're so focused on the individual symptom that we don't we're not taught to look at the whole the whole system and how things affect each other and it's really fascinating and a lot of the stuff that I see whether they're internal issues or lameness issues you can treat holistically and it has less side effects it's got a better outcome and don't get me wrong I'm not against conventional medicine it's great in certain cases but this really complement I think if you go both ways and you have vets you can work with that are happy and open-minded to utilize the holistic medicine even if they don't do it but have other practitioners that will work with them and then um, have somebody who does holistic stuff you'll have a much better outcome for your animal yeah 100 percent. there's a lot of crossover between your thinking and, and sen's way of thinking and mm. and taking that holistic approach even with nutrition and driving pathways that normal western medicine will do but using more natural approaches that can be used in a chronic setting rather than just the acute mm. and then maybe have that potential for side effects so we're really happy to have you part of this the team dr lena and we want to educate our clients and our dog clients just to look at other aspects of a dog's health and the balance and their well-being and to give you ideas to improve their performance especially but also their overall health by unlocking any handbrakes that could be a result of poor body balance but also that biomechanics and Dr. Lena has done this for years now and has seen the results in terms of bringing a dog back into better health and well-being. Where Sen comes into is we tick that nutrition box. We've got more products coming on board, even a feed. And what we want to do is educate and look at the whole dog as a whole. And so that bring, brings us to our next part is when, Dr. Lena, when you treat a dog, what is probably the first steps that you look at in terms of which body part or, or what you do with the owner? So the most important part, um, especially with dogs is, or with anything, any animal you see, is a good history. So talking about um, what complaints do we have, is it a maintenance thing for so I've got a lot of people that compete at some dog sports that will come to me regularly for maintenance or is it some acute complaint or chronic complaint that's been there for years how has it started what medication is being used currently and then one of the biggest things for me is nutrition one of the things that I really find with dogs is that you can make a huge difference both in mobility in um, overall health and quality of life is with good nutrition and I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here at Zen mm, yeah. <laughs> this is actually something that the people who know me when people are really interested and in trying to help their dogs out I uh, usually at the first appointment talk to them about nutrition what do you feed a lot of the people I know will feed a raw diet um, they have a lot of knowledge about supplements and then um, it's either about fine-tuning that or adding things or taking things out that might be not so good. Um, there's this big hype about um, turmeric, that everything's got turmeric added. And turmeric is wonderful um, for certain things. It has really good qualities in certain areas, but also in other things it might be detrimental. So um, you have to know when to use things and why to use things. And um, yeah, it's just one of those interesting hypes that come around and 
there's not one thing that fixes all. It's not a miracle cure, but it works really well in certain areas. So um, that's just an example of what I will talk to people about. And, um, you know, if they feed kibble, um, what kind of quality kibble? Um, is it, you know, something that they buy at the supermarket? Is it stuff they buy at the vets? Is it stuff they buy at the um, online? There's different qualities. Usually the price will reflect the quality of the food. Uh, not always, but a lot of the time it will. So if you buy really cheap dog food and you expect your dog to compete at um, world-class level, it usually, you can increase performance just by changing the food or by adding some supplements if you have certain needs. So, you know, joint protection and things like that is quite um, quite good. And um, gut health in dogs is more and more of an issue. So IBD or IBS or Inf um, inflammatory bowel syndrome or disease it becomes more and more of an issue in um, our modern days and um, for various reasons and if we can help that because that then obviously has an impact on the rest of the system if the body can't absorb the food as well or can't utilize it then the skin goes bad the coat goes bad can't walk like move as nicely because it's sore in the belly so it cramps up a bit and that affects all sorts of um, different things so the quality of life is effect, definitely affected so it's yeah and nutrition is huge yeah and we at Sen we're trying to improve that nutrient profile even if you are feeding a, a cheaper kibble according to a budget but we see day in day out that a better nutrient profile working with the dog's body systems is going to improve their overall health in the long run and hopefully lower that reliance on medications mm. What would be the most common health condition you see in, in the dogs? It's probably days? arthritis. Yeah. Um, Even in the young ones? Um, or less so? Uh, in the young dogs, it's probably the early symptoms that can lead to arthritis, which is when the dog doesn't place a weight through the leg in a correct way, then you have a wear and tear on the joints that right. eventually will lead to arthritis. So if we can address that, this can be caused by, say, the spine's out of alignment. Um, it has muscle tension somewhere where it shouldn't have muscle tension or has um, uh, redu reduced the muscle tone. And um, that changes the way uh, the dog uses its joints. And if the joints are not moved correctly or we've got a reduction in mobility because it's tight somewhere, then that affects cartilage health. And that then over a long period of time, well, depending on the dog's um, workload as well, will then lead up to arthritis. The other thing that I see a lot, unfortunately, is breeders are getting better at that, but we still have some breeders that unfortunately don't x-ray um, or do health tests for the dogs. So they have arthritis through the lines and we have dogs that have early on onset arthritis or degenerative joint disease at uh, the dogs are lame at 18 months. Wow. Um, mm. And these will be, you know, if you have a Border Collie or an Australian Shepherd or a Kelpie or you name the breed, it's in every breed. If the breeders are not looking after, you know, if it's just producing puppies and not looking after the dog's health and um, the parent's health, then you see a lot of these dogs that have problems very early on. And it's quite sad to see because you have a really active dog that then can't move. 
that's not good. That's not a good combination. So they start to have show behavior issues like barking, or they start to get dog aggressive because on the lead they are sore and they are unsure about the other dogs, and they start to get aggressive. They're harder to manage, and people get frustrated with their dogs because, let's face it, it should be fun to have a dog, not hard yeah, work. Hundred percent. And there's a big crossover in behavior issues and stemming from a structural issue with your dog and them trying to express that pain or that effect on their even hormone balance and blood flow. Mm -hmm. And and then that's where we sort of come into and with your nutrition theory, is it better to feed for those systems as a young when they're a younger dog? To oh, try definitely. As a so, preventative. Yes. So if you can, um, if you can bring your dog up on really good nutrition, I always compare this. Um, if you have supermarket kibble, um, it's like you're going to McDonald's every day. It's just yes, you can do it occasionally, and that's probably not going to affect you too much. But if you do it every day, it is going to affect your health because. They, um, a lot of the time the kibble is um, hot pressed with oils that are not only because they're heated they go rancid but also there's too much fat in there um, the quality of the meat is, that's used is not great a lot of the time you've got a lot of grain in there as fillers or um, peas or something like that that's um, just f bulking the food up and um, the nutrition that the dog actually needs is yes they say it's all ba balanced for vitamins and minerals but you can't live on vitamin pills all your life. Yeah. It doesn't quite work. You also need good, healthy, whole food nutrition. That's one of the things you just can't go past. And um, the same for dogs. So the better the diet when you grow up, the better the health will be. And if you already have some dramas, you can prevent a lot of it. You can slow, say, slow the onset of arthritis down, or you can um, reduce the amount of pain relief you need down the track. Um, a lot of the dogs I see when they already have arthritis, I can reduce the amount of painkillers they need or even um, take them off the painkillers completely after a few treatments and change in nutrition because they don't need them anymore. They are more active, they're more mobile, they're happier. Again, it's quality of life for them. So, you know, if they're happy, you, you can be happy and enjoy the dog and don't mm. have to try and... Um, look after it all the time or if it got diarrhea all the time or if it vomits all the time it just becomes a bit of a nuisance as well as you know it's really hard to see the dogs in that state so yeah and there's also those other two aspects of this by trying to be a more preventative way than trying to cure a condition that's already been developed oh, and definitely. yeah and the the two other aspects is financially you're going to be better off because mm. you're not forking out money for medications but yeah also reliance on a chronic form of medication there's yeah. always running the risk of a side effect well, due to liver, an effect on another body kidneys, system or you know all mm. that gets overloaded um, over a long period of time as you said when you need um, medication for a chronic issue and um, the thing is too that when you um, mentioned money you think oh this dog food might be a bit more expensive at this point but in the long run it will save you money i can almost guarantee it in vet bills because you don't need to see the vet as often because you don't have the issues. So um, they already knew, you know, in the old Greek um, society, let the food be your medicine. This is one of the things that I think we forget how much we can actually improve our own health and our animals' health in feeding them well. 
and um, feeding us well too because it just, yeah, it just prevents so many things because once you have a condition, then you can't always fix it. With IBD, yes, sometimes you can, but a lot of the time also once it's gotten that far, you can't fix that system and then you have to manage it and then it becomes harder work and it's also, you know, it's a constant uh, money um, factor, but it's also time factor because you muck around with it all the time. And if you can prevent that, well, hell, go do it. Mm. Yeah, we, especially in human health as well, I'd hate to see my diet as a teenager reviewed <laughs> and how I got to this point in my life. But it was probably an awakening 10 years ago that food is your medicine or that daily intake of good nutrients and good nutrition. You're going to have less ailments as you age. The aging process is hard on our body yeah. and we really have to look and deep dive and not take the shortcut. It's, it's a bit of discipline there. Um, and it's also with our dogs as well. And they they can't choose what they're eating. You're providing that nutrition base and aligning yourself with a company like ours, but also looking at good vets that look at that whole holistic approach. Yeah. We really encourage that. And we partner up with a lot around Australia, but especially Dr. Lena now today. And we want to deep dive into various dog topics as we go along this podcast series and just give owners another aspect to look for in their dog. And if they do have certain conditions, how to really help them thrive in that environment and to identify certain points of the dog that may need fixing or certain points of the diet that might, may need fixing. So, yeah. Well, a lot of the time when you see, um, I see, because I drive so much, I see a lot of dogs that walk around um, that get walked and they're really stiff and when you talk to people they say oh it's just because the dog's old but you could help them so much and improve their quality of life so much just by you know a simple maintenance treatment occasionally and this doesn't mean you have to see somebody every two weeks but maybe once every three months or so to help them through that um, conditions like epilepsy can be helped with acupuncture and chinese herbs or you know, um, Cushing's disease and diabetes and, um, yeah, as I said, arthritis, skin problems, all this sort of stuff can be helped with diet. Skin is a huge one for diet, um, but all the other ones are as well, and you just help them through just little bits, and the changes are sometimes so minimal, and the people say, if that helps my dog that much, that's amazing. How good is that? It's just, yeah, easy simple adjustments that can make a big difference in your in your best friend at home yeah it's it's really coming to the fore now this way of thinking about the whole dog in that holistic approach and what impact structurally they can have on their organs mm. me and dr lena we deep dive the horse side in terms of they hide lameness is there a crossover into dogs yeah a lot of dogs won't show pain mm. um with, as I said, it's either because their drive is so high, they just love what they're doing so much, so they don't show you that they're sore doing it until they actually break themselves, as so cruciate ligament injuries, for example, are a big problem in a lot of dogs. And this is a chronic, um, it's also known as chronic cruciate disease. And the thing is that because they don't wear the joints evenly, it just, the ligament starts to fray over time and eventually it ruptures. Mm -hmm. And um, there is stuff you can do. Yes, genetics do play a role with that, but also the use and the stronger you can have the dog, 
the better it'll be and you might be able to avoid surgery which nowadays I don't know what you're looking at five grand or something oh, for cruciate lig ligament surgery mm. and um, yeah if you can avoid that and also you know the pain of having to crate the dog for six or eight weeks and um, all the rehab and things like that so it's there's so many opportunities to look at them and even because they do hide so many things if you can just get a bit more for feeling for when the dog is not quite right so in dogs when you have a coat that all of a sudden goes a bit coarse and curly in one spot you've got a change in blood flow in that area and some people will just bring the dog to me because oh the, the coat's not right in that area I know he's out um, or in rich backs you can see the ridges off to one side oh, wow. yeah. um, or just little things where you go that's not quite right but if you go, go to my normal vet they will just go oh whatever mm. because uh, the conventional medicine doesn't look at these little changes because we're just not trained to. It's not that they're bad vets, it's just that they don't know. Whereas um, somebody who does a bit more, has a bit more of a holistic approach will be able to address that and rectify this um, condition fairly quickly and then if you can help the joints to weight bear correctly um, or as you said, you know, if you are tight through the spine, it'll also affect the organs, the internal organs and things. So again, how they utilize their food or how they can breathe or um, all this sort of stuff is affected by it. And then it might change the behavior. So the dogs are maybe not as anxious with other dogs and not as aggressive. Um, anxiety is a big one too, that um, if a dog's character is not that they go aggressive, they might go anxious with pain. Wow, yeah. So dogs that are really anxious or hiding all the time or storm phobias that get worse and worse with age might be because they're affected in some way in the system and it doesn't work as well and they just start to show these behavior changes. Yeah, it's really remarkable that every element to the dog can have a flow and effect into another body system mm -hmm. and recognizing that as a first view of your dog is really important I think for overall health but we're not just going down the, this holistic path because it's one way to do things. Dr Lena, even myself, we've seen results down this path. Mm. I've talked, we talk week in week out of the effect of good nutrition but then good body work or, or management of the dog and how that really impacts on a dog's life and not to rely on the medications mm. as that should only be the last resort yeah. in cases, but try and tick every single box mm. and try and give that quality of life back to your dog by managing them properly in nutrition and their exercise. Yeah, well exercise is such a big thing, um, Brian. When you think about, um, it's pretty um, obvious here in Australia because people are still sort of used to having their dogs out outside in the backyards. And if you buy yourself or you get yourself a um, working breed, whether it's a cattle dog, Kelpie, Border Collies, again, all these high drive dogs, German Shepherds, um, Doberman, well, any dog really, unless it's a, you know, a Maltese that's bred for um, being a lap dog, um, you have a dog that needs some kind of stimulation and exercise, mental stimulation and exercise. And if you just lock it in the backyard and think throwing it a bit of food once a day is enough for it, you can't be surprised that it starts digging or barking or fence running because it then creates its own mental stimulation because you're not doing it. But if you tick all the boxes and you look after the dogs and you help it um, fulfill all these needs and then there's still some behavior issue that's not quite right or it develops over time, 
then you go, well, there must be something else underlying. So it could be an organic problem that, you know, you, you can have Cushing's that changes behavior, mm. or um, you have maybe a tumor somewhere that causes pain, or you've got arthritis that causes pain. And then that changes the ability of the dog to learn or to interact with its environment. Because you know yourself, if you're sick, you don't want to have anything to do with anybody else. Yeah, even small things, even like a toothache. Yeah, exactly, or just, a headache. Yeah. Mm can really bother just living yeah. and then your toleration level or tolerant level of, of a person well, goes down unfortunately. I know for sure that I'm more cranky when I've got a headache. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but um, yeah, I think this gives a really good overview of Dr. Lena and how she practices with dogs and how to care for them, their nutrition and also the body work management of them. And we will be bringing you little education points along the way and deep dive some really common conditions and how we can help that in each segment and take a holistic view to it. So I really thank you, Dr. Lena, for coming on today. And please, if you do find this information really interesting, please share it on the social medias, comment, um, share with your friends. We really appreciate all the support and the whole Send Natural Dog community on Facebook is a, thrive, is a hive of activity. and yeah, we'll wrap it up today, Dr. Lena. So thanks very much for coming. Is there anything you'd like to finish off on? No, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to the journey. Yeah, thank you. Cheers.